1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: This is Sports Daily on KFH. On the line is the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey sports betting insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip Podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts.
3: All right, and we welcome back in Chelsea Messenger each and every week this football season to talk about the weekend of betting. And uh, this is another big one, another curious one. Chelsea, happy uh, championship week in the NFL.
2: Yeah, it's a tough weekend for sports betting. Don't both of these games feel like almost a coin flip? That's how I feel going into these games. So uh, the the road ahead is tough for sports bettors.
3: Absolutely agree. And let's go out of order and start with the Chiefs first. This line has been nuts, right? It has gone up and down, and now the Chiefs at BetMGM this morning are back to being favored by one. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just recency bias. Do you ever remember a line moving this much, just like immediately? And, of course, it's Mahomes' ankle. But it's just wild how much this has moved in five or six days.
2: It is wild. But think about how big of a difference Patrick Mahomes can make with his feet if he's 100% healthy or – you know, if he's not healthy and the Bengals can really key in on bringing some pressure because I think that's the the X factor because normally you don't blitz Patrick Mahomes, you don't put pressure on him because obviously he can make plays with his feet. But if he's, um, you know, nursing an injury, and that's the thing, even if he is 100% this week and he looks great as we have been on ankle watch and we've seen him at practice and he looks all right, there's a good chance he's going to get tackled again and there's a good chance that maybe he reaggravates that injury. So I think you definitely take that into account. But even when Patrick Mahomes has been 100%, this has been a very uh, close series between these two teams, the Bengals and the Chiefs. I don't relish the fact that I'm coming on the radio in Kansas and uh, saying that I'm leaning towards the Bengals, but I think I am. I think I am (laughs) going to. But that's the thing. Like, I do think it's going to be a really close game. But if I did have to pick a side, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I feel like they've been the better defense all year long, uh, limiting the Bills to just 10 points. And they've been good at uh, limiting opponents' time of possession. That was the thing. They kept Josh Allen off the field uh, just by virtue of the fact that their offense just you know, kept running the ball down the Bills' throat. I don't think it's going to be that one-sided in the Chiefs game. I think the Chiefs can definitely keep it closed. Um, but I think I am leaning towards the over. I think both teams are probably going to be able to score points in this one, even if it is Chad Henney for like a, a stretch or two. We saw it. He had the longest drive in what Chiefs history, 98 yards down the field. So if anybody can game plan around Patrick Mahomes having a bum ankle, it's probably Andy Reid. Uh, he deserves his flowers as a head coach and as a game planner. So I think this game's going to be close, but I'm leaning towards the Bengals.
0: You know, as much as we don't like that, it it, it really it not that big of a stretch. I mean, of course, the Bengals have had the Chiefs number uh, all three times they played in the last calendar year. So it, that, does, that does make sense. I want to throw a player prop at you and see what you think about this for uh, the game on Sunday, Chiefs and Bengals. So if Patrick Mahomes is even somewhat limited with his mobility and then you would think that the Bengals are going to try to do everything they can to take Travis Kelsey away, How about Isaiah Pacheco with his over and rushing yards? Uh, He had nearly 100 yards rushing last week against the Jags, averaged over seven yards a carry. Uh, And I would think that if they want to try to control the the pace of play, they're going to have to have an effective running game. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I like it, even though the Bengals are pretty strong against the run as well. Uh, Like I said, it's a good defense. But I think you get some value in the price market on Pacheco just because he is somebody who's kind of, come on stronger down the stretch because it used to be a, a splitting rep situation where uh, we weren't really sure who, you know, the running back number one was, but Isaiah Pacheco, like, I'm sure you guys know this. You've seen the highlights, how fast his legs move and uh, how explosive he can be. So I do like it. And uh, on the Travis Kelsey front, I think both of these can still hit. I know they're going to focus on Travis Kelsey and they were pretty effective last time around eliminating uh, him to under 60 yards receiving, but, You can't ignore the numbers that Travis Kelsey's had in the postseason. Uh, Was it seven or eight straight games with 90-plus receiving yards? And last game, 14 catches. Uh, So I think the way you play Travis Kelsey this week is on his catches, not on his yards, because I do think he's going to get the targets. It was insane how much he was targeted Uh, last week. I think it's going to be more of the same. So maybe he doesn't get his yardage, but I do like him going over six-and-a-half receptions this week.
3: I'll tell you one that I like, and this is because of, you know, since Cincinnati's game plan Kansas City better than any team in football over the last, whatever, year and a half. And you've got to think, if Mahomes' legs are taken away by his injury, which are a big part of what they do, the Bengals are going to do everything they can on Kelsey. And I I agree. I don't know if they can keep him from catching the ball, but not letting him do what he did to Jacksonville, maybe. I think this may be the Kadarius-Tony game. I think that what is his prop? I think his prop was at like 35 yards or something like that. I'm feeling Tony in this game, and because I just don't have any faith in the other receivers, and he seems to be getting more and more involved each week. Do you have any feel for Kadarius Tony?
2: Uh, I haven't looked at the number, but I would imagine it's not super high because I think you're right. It's been just Travis Kelsey, and like who else is going to be the guy uh, for Patrick Mahomes? I think it's probably going to be Patrick Mahomes or uh, Travis Kelsey getting a bulk of the targets. But if it's a low number, it's 35, get it. 35 and
3: a half. Yeah, and he will yeah, he
2: probably get that in one or two plays. We've seen his explosive yeah. play potential. Uh, so I think if you like him, I'm definitely not going to talk you off of him.
0: So when you look at uh, Cincinnati and, and, and who they've got offensively, of course we know about, The big three and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and T Higgins. What's the best way in your mind to bet those three players? Uh, Because we know Joe Mixon likes to Joe Joe Burrow likes to spread the ball around. Uh, Of course, you know, Chase is the better out of the three for sure. But when you don't know from game to game exactly who he's going to go to out of those three, what's the best way to bet that?
2: Yeah, I think that's a tough market to bet. Uh, I don't love betting on receiver props when they have so many good options. Because you're right, even T. Higgins could probably be a number one receiver somewhere. He's that good. Uh, so Jamar Chase is clear and away, far away. Their number one receiver. He's the best. I'm sure he's going to get his targets. Because I think in this part of the postseason, wouldn't you lean on the guys that are the best players on the field? That's what, you know, traditional knowledge would say. But also, you're playing lower numbers for some of these guys. So I would imagine T. Higgins' prop is not uh, on the same level as Jamar Chase. So uh, maybe that's one that's more easily attainable. But honestly, I'm staying away from receiver props for the Bengals for that reason.
3: Yeah, they're always pretty hard um, in that game. They're all so dadgum good for Cincinnati. Uh, it's going to be really cold, by the way, in Kansas City. Let's talk about the other one, though. San Francisco, Philadelphia. As hard as Kansas City, Cincinnati is, I think this one's just as tough. You know, Philly is – they answered all the questions anybody may have had last week. San Francisco is what they are. They're really, really good. I, I Do you have a lean either way? I, I think that I'm leaning San Francisco, but, man, our eyes tell us Philadelphia is just – they're just good.
2: Yeah, I feel like, uh Yeah, Philly looked like the most dominant team all season long with the exception of that one stretch where they didn't have Jalen Hurts completely healthy. So I think my gut feeling is saying the Eagles, but I always try to go into the numbers as an analyst and give you guys some kind of trend or number to back up what I'm saying. But like this game just seems like a pick 'em all over the place. You have the number one pass defense. From the Eagles, you have the number one rush defense for the Niners, and you look at all the weapons on each side of the ball. Uh, Niners have just as many Swiss Army knives as you could possibly have with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. The one factor that I saw that maybe gives an edge to the Eagles is the Niners have had issues at guarding explosive plays. They have given up a pass play of more than 40 yards in five straight games. Uh, we saw it against the Cowboys, C. Cee- D. Cee- Lamb hit this number uh, and also, I think Asia Green of the, the Cardinals had a 77-yard catch. And also looking at Jalen Hurts, he's had a completion of uh, 38.5 yards or more in five of his last six games. So maybe the explosive play potential for the Eagles will be the difference maker. I also do think that the Eagles have the best defensive line because think about the best defenses that Brad Purdy has faced. I think he's a great quarterback, but I think there's going to be a lot of pressure coming On that Eagles defensive line, it could be the difference in a very close game. So leaning towards the Eagles there.
0: I think this game is is fascinating for a variety of reasons. And and when when we watched the 49ers and the Cowboys a week ago, 49ers offensively did not look incredible. Uh, And I think some of that is credit due to the Cowboys defense, right? But uh, didn't look world beating by any stretch of the imagination. I wonder, is the under probably in play for this game just because we know what the 49ers can do defensively and the fact that they didn't look spectacular on offense a week ago?
2: Oh, yeah. I think the under is the play if you're playing a total just because these are two of the best defenses in the NFL. We saw it last week with the Cowboys game uh, where you know, some of it was the Cowboys beating themselves. But still, I think people love to talk about the offense and the weapons and the quarterbacks and such. But still, this is the best defensive matchup of the weekend. And also, if you're looking for a safer way to play this, I know this is kind of in the weeds, but a same-game parlay, up, teased uh, you tease up the total and then play the under. And then you tease the side, getting the Niners all the way at, what would they be, 7.5? I'm not sure what that line is. But bottom line, I think both these games are going to be close. I think I'd lean towards the under in the Eagles and uh, Niners and then leaning towards the over in the Bengals and the Chiefs. Just my read, but honestly, I think it could go either way.
3: Yeah, it's it's a fun one. Uh, they're both fun from a football perspective and frustrating from a betting perspective. Is, is there any prop or props – any others that we need to be looking at that we haven't talked about here, really, in that game or or any game that you're looking at that people may not be aware of?
2: Yeah, uh, it gets harder since there's only two games. I'm going to be looking at AJ Brown over 68 and a half receiving yards. There's a reason the Eagles went out and got AJ Brown because he is a big physical receiver, and now he wants to be the the piece that gets into to the Super Bowl. He had a bone to pick with the Titans because they didn't pay him. He had a bone to pick with the Eagles last week because he didn't get the ball. And people are labeling him as a diva. But listen, it's good a good thing when your receiver wants the ball. So I think he gets more targets his way. And plus, that game against the Giants was a blowout. So it didn't really matter, you know, if he had a big game. Uh, the Niners are really good over the middle. So maybe they take away Dallas Goddard in that situation. I think it's going to be a big A.J. Brown game. For the Eagles, he's a guy that wants to be there. He wants to be a part of a winning postseason, and he's their shiny new toy. So let's go A.J. Brown, over 60, uh, 68 and a half receiving yards.
3: All right, there it is. Chelsea, we appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. Uh, after this, we get all the fun of the Super Bowl props. And, yeah. well, <laughs> well, we'll see if the Chiefs get to take part in that. I, I'm worried with you. I, I think I'm on the Chiefs' side, but I don't think you're that far off at all on the Bengals. this should be a great game
2: all right we'll talk next week
3: thank you that was the host of the daily tip and odyssey sports betting insider chelsea messenger insider calls are presented by betmgm go check out all the latest lines today on the betmgm app tommy and i'll be back with more sports daily right after this